Spirits. Is it possible for the living to communicate with them? And is it possible for them to communicate with us? Are they even aware of us? And can they help us? Today we will dig into these subjects, and we will also discuss the possibility of us helping them as well. We dig into these subjects with A.J. Capasso, who after having a near-death experience was changed in ways he couldn't ever imagine. This is Stones, Bones, and Shadows. So we've got A.J. Capasso with us here today. He is from Coventry Circle Paranormal. Thank you for joining me, A.J. Hey, how are you? I am great. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're from Connecticut, right? Yes, I'm from Connecticut. Uh, I was born in New Haven, Connecticut, and then uh, was raised there till I was six and then moved out to the countryside of Connecticut or the Valley area. Spent most of my life there till I was like 15 in the Valley area mm. and then moved into my grandmother's house. That's when everything really started to come together with the paranormal for me. How did you get started with your paranormal? Well, I never knew that I had somewhat of a connection my whole life. It wasn't until about a year ago working with a medium that works with our group named Samantha Krasinski, we connected with my spirit guides and one of my spirit guides was named David and he's an eight-year-old kid. And I remember very clearly playing hide and go seek one very vivid time as I was over my aunt's boyfriend's house at the time. Mm -hmm. And I guess there was a little girl in a pink dress there and I would play with him and the little girl and I would never understand why going into cupboards or hiding somewhere weird, they would pick me up and be like, no, what are you doing, you know? And I'm like, I'm, I'm playing with your nieces. And when we left, I saw them outside as we were driving away and they were playing with bubbles. There was a hula hoop and the guy, Tony, who was my aunt's boyfriend was like, aunt, I don't have any nieces or nephews <laughs> and it I didn't it didn't register to me as a kid you know because I was just like okay whatever I see them you're like yes you do yeah what are you talking about loser <laughs> yeah right that's what it's like you know I mean people look at you like I don't even know what you're talking about but you know I'm a little kid so they thought imagination you know oh my gosh and then you had another experience that you had shared with me do you mind sharing part of that with the audience how it kind of all come about, your clairsentience. Oh, absolutely. How I basically had these gifts manifest very strongly was I went down a wrong path when I was younger. I was uh, hanging out with the wrong crowd and we got involved in drugs in my time. Painkillers were a huge thing and I got addicted and I went down a wrong, really, really wrong, dark,
dark road. And I had an experience with a Ouija board at 15 and something negative followed me home. It made me realize all the things that were going on was I overdosed 12 times and the last time that I overdosed I left my body and I saw what people see in a near-death experience room, I saw the paramedics, I left, I went to a, a beautiful place that I can't even describe with words and, and amazing light that I could basically telepathically hear talking to me not physically here talk, discussing stuff with me, and then all of a sudden I was shocked and back in my body. But wow. I, after that experience, I didn't stop immediately the wrongdoing of what I was doing. It made me really nervous. I thought I was just crazy. And when things started happening in the home and we started, my whole family started seeing it, but at first it was just me. And I literally brought myself to doctor after doctor and was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I messed myself right. up, you know, I, I, I'm all messed up, what's going on, you know, I really thought I was schizophrenic. Help me. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And after brain scans and all this stuff, they were like, no, you're, you're completely fine, like, we don't see anything wrong, and I never understood it, and then one day, we, my girlfriend at the time was staying with us at my grandmother's house, and we started to have these crazy experiences where the door would start to just swing open and then you would see and feel this gust of wind run around the bed oh fun that's exciting <laughs> oh it was freaky it was really freaky i mean it, <laughs> oh my gosh it, it gets it gets crazier right so it gets better oh good <laughs> oh yeah it gets oh it th this house was a wild house and it, i'm glad that i was there but it was scary at the time because demons you know what i mean like i I was growing up Catholic and Christian. I was told this was all darkness, you know. So I was scared. One night I'm sleeping and it was right before our Chihuahua at the time was gonna be put down the next day due to a medical. Woken up by a girl saying, Chico, who was the dog's name, needs to be let out. He can't breathe. So I didn't understand it. I woke up in the middle of the night I felt feet walk across the bed, jump off, it was an animal, and then all of a sudden I, I opened my eyes in the darkness and I saw a girl with a white shirt open and shut the door and she had like a ponytail almost. So I'm like, oh, it must be my girlfriend going to the bathroom. So I'm like, I'm going to really make her upset. She doesn't know I'm awake. Pull into her spot so when she comes back, she gets all mad and then I'm like, haha, I got you, you know? <laughs> yeah. I went to go roll into her spot and I rolled into her. Uh, uh, what? That freaked me out. I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, you've been here, you didn't get up to go to the bathroom? And she's like, what are you talking about? About two weeks after, I wasn't really sleeping. I fell asleep for about 45 minutes. And I always kept my TV on and I always locked my door at nighttime. I wake up after 45 minutes of sleeping and the lights are off. The TV is completely on a blue screen. I sit up and there is a girl, like looking like the Ring movie. She had like dark hair that was put in front of her face. She was in a, a soaking wet white gown. Ugh. I mean, she was not tall. She was probably 5'2". Yuck. But you could feel the electricity in the room, like static electricity from your toes all the way to your head. I mean, the whole room was electrified and I... What? And I literally, she was solid. Get she out. was solid, okay? Like, I could not see through her. I thought it was my girl. She was dead asleep. So I went to go reach 
reached to grab my camera and as I was gonna take the picture, it was like a pile of leaves in the wind got taken and she just evaporated. It was the craziest. What? I'm like, nobody's gonna believe me because I don't have any evidence, you know? Two weeks later, she appears to my grandmother in the kitchen and a couple other people in my family completely solid, looking beautiful, not scary like I saw her. She literally did the same thing. She evaporated from a solid person into nothing. <laughs> and my whole family, some family members don't even want to talk about it because they're so afraid. But we would see full tomato cans fly across the room, hit the wall. The house was pretty wild and I thought it was because of the Ouija session. Uh, yeah, that's pretty... <laughs> That's, that's kind of wild. Right? That's wild, all right. Oh, man. It's crazy because you tell somebody something like this, they're like, no way, that's crazy. You're wrong. You're stupid. But right. I thought I was crazy, too. And then when my family literally saw exactly what I saw, I was like, I mean, they were white as a ghost. Okay. So I was like, everyone's experiencing something. This is not just me. Yeah. And then as time went on, I started to be able to connect with energies and uh, feel where certain things were in the room. And every once in a while, I can see them like right there in front of me. Mostly it's a clear knowing and a clear feeling. And I'm very empathic, which I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So the times when I was going through what I thought was some of the stuff, um, I later found out that I am picking up everyone else's energy around me right and say like for example my mom if she had anxiety one day and i walked out of my room and i would literally start freaking out and then all of a sudden be having a panic attack out of nowhere and it would never make sense to me mm -hmm. right i definitely understand the empathic part because i noticed that for myself as well i pick up on everybody's energies or sometimes it can just be like the slightest facial expression or something but it's like you know kind of what's going on behind the the face let me ask you a question when you're with loved ones right people that you're really connected with do you feel more of their energy because you're connected to them i think so because i know with my family it is yeah I think that like feelings in general just can be kind of overwhelming and if other people especially in the family have overwhelming feelings then they're really heightened so if somebody's really irritated or angry or um, anxious or sad and some of the time I think I just thought oh it's because I'm you know their mother that I feel you know what they're feeling so if my children are sad you know or had a breakup or you know something like that like i would just feel so so sad no i totally i totally understand that you know and i think that mothers who give birth they will get a feeling like uh oh something's not right or mm -hmm. uh, i need to call my my kid right now you know mm -hmm. and i've been learning through doing this work and through the sessions that i've been doing that we are interpreting energy and vibration that is around us in every moment and every day. And mm. if we focused and didn't just think it was coincidence right. and realize that there is actually more to us, open up a whole new world and find new studies and really hone in on what's really going on. I think that when you're a person that 
does feel people's feelings that people a lot of times want to talk to you about what's going on with them or you're kind of you end up being a person that connects with people because you do feel what they're feeling and you understand you know what i'm saying absolutely but i also notice at the cemetery because i love to go to cemeteries and i don't know if i love to go to them because of some of this or exactly what most of the time i just i feel pretty peaceful at a cemetery and i rarely rarely get me too creeped out or feeling like there's bad energy or spirits like almost always i just feel absolutely yeah just that peaceful that that they've gone on and um Every once in a while, I feel like a really intense sadness. Yeah. Like we were in Silverton a couple weeks ago. And I don't know if it's because I read what was on the tombstone, but the little girl had fallen in a pot of boiling water. Oh. And it just suffered, you know, for oh, yeah. a few days before she passed. And I was recording at the time and I just couldn't even speak. Like the feelings of grief just oh i just got chills like just thinking about the feelings just swept over me of just guilt sadness grief you can only imagine you know what her family felt or a mother that had their child outside while they're doing the laundry and you're boiling pots of water you know whatever and having your little one fall in um a lot of times it's that kind of thing where it's a tragic thing where I feel the overcoming. You know, it's funny because what I've noticed with doing this work, like for with my group, I didn't want to start off going to like, you know, haunted places. Like I just got back from Montana State Prison. Right. But my main thing was I wanted to help these spirits cross over. And I'm like, nobody ever focuses on cemeteries. And people don't realize that spirits some of them will actually be stuck for some reason which i haven't really got the right answer besides they get stuck in resentment and guilt and they don't feel that they should move on because they feel they're going to be jumped or they feel wronged that they should have had more time from the evidence and stuff that responses that we've gotten but we try to focus on the cemeteries like especially in connecticut area and a lot of paranormal investigators will be like oh, you know, you, you're going to get contamination with the outside and stuff like that. And I'm like, yes, but always focusing on EVPs with a digital recorder. Right. I'm using a spirit box. Normally, if I get a spirit that comes through on the microphone of the camera, you could deliberately hear the tone and, you know, the vocal and everything of that person. Like, they're right there in front of the microphone. But mm-hmm. it's like even that little girl who passed away, We had a cemetery in Connecticut in Wallingford that's called St. John Cemetery, and they have a little section for children uh, not over the age of four years old. Yeah, we do too. Yeah, and it's so sad, but I have kids actually stayed, and they didn't move on, and there's a few kids that are just having fun, playing Mm. with each other, and we had a little kid at the St. John Cemetery named Dennis, and we were able to find his grave and everything, and after helped him cross over he came through in a personal session at our house and said thank you it was so good to hear oh aj i have to tell you that you know there's a lot of paranormal groups out there and i've watched some of either tv programs or youtube 
I think what drew me to you is that you come at it from a different direction. I saw in one of your videos that you and your uncle had prayer before you started. Yes. We do that every time. I just don't always show it. Right, which I can get behind yeah. that too. You know, it's a reverent, sacred thing that you don't always have to record. I think too, when you talked about the investigation in Montana and how the people there expressly told you guys not to help anyone cross over. It made me very upset to hear that. Yeah, and then how you, you know, were able to help someone I thought, I have never heard a paranormal person ever in all the times I've watched anything say that they even tried to help anyone cross over. I mean, usually what you see is just like, hey, does anybody want to talk to us? Yeah. Is anybody here for entertainment purpose? And it is, I of guess, course. entertaining and people are really interested in that. Anyway, so I just thought, that's what kind of drew me to watching more your videos and kind of getting to know you better was that side of it. No, thank you. I appreciate that. And that's what I said from the beginning when I started with this whole YouTube channel like a year and a half, two years ago now. I want to get down to the actual truth. I don't want to put religion into it. I mean, obviously I have my own beliefs in, in a religious aspect or a spiritual aspect. Right. but. I studied, for the past eight to ten years, I've been studying the main religions. I try to study every day certain research, okay. not just religion, but also psych, the, all different types of stuff that fascinate me, that I try to work into this with consciousness energy that I feel that we are connecting with. And I always said to myself, I'm like, people go to these famous places and obviously percent actual investigating and 50 percent drama and entertainment right they go to these places and think about being someone who is trapped now pure consciousness yeah. from what we know right from you being in your body and me being only thinking thoughts are constantly coming in so imagine mm -hmm. you're a spirit who is trapped because of resentment and guilt and stuck in that neck negative yeah. vibration and constantly thinking about all the bad stuff and then people come in and then the spirits like hey if I move this or if I talk through this box or whatever it is it's not gonna help me right. and in reality they're not so after a while I think a lot of these cases that you're seeing that people are calling demons mm -hmm. I feel like the spirits are reaching out to ask somebody for help mm -hmm. and then these people come in and they're like poke you and poke you but never help you you know and that's so sad right and i see from my side a lot of the times the responses they get are go away stop leave yeah it's crazy because before we went to montana i rewatched the ghost adventures episode when they went there and i watched a couple other paranormal shows that went there the spirits there were like angry and obviously I understand it. Right. Dying in jail, being there within life and then being there for eternity, that must be horrible. Right. When I, I knew going there and speaking with my medium and having her do a blind reading with just a picture that I sent her and spots where there was trapped spirits, me and my friend John, we really feel that we have to go there and somehow help these consciousness energy these spirits move on and get past the resentment which i will be releasing the second part 
I tell you, the conversation that we had with BS Box, which is a radio spirit box, yeah. I mean, we were getting direct back and forth conversation and they were not angry at all. We told them we were there to help and they welcomed us. They lit balls up as you saw in the first part with Lee Smart. Yeah. And at the end, what you'll see is I get this feeling that comes over me because I feel like Lee Smart keeps saying that I feel that I'm gonna be judged because of the riot, because what I caused, how I died. Aww. And my dad recently passed last year and my dad was a convict his whole life my dad did a lot of bad things hurt a lot of people but also had a good heart and helped a lot of people mm -hmm. but when he came through after he passed in one of the videos that you mm -hmm. saw wants to help with this work from what i get in private sessions so all of a sudden i got this voice in my head that said call on your father so I called on my dad and I felt two hands go on my shoulder and I say to John, dude, I just felt two hands over me. I come over my shoulder, I ask him to talk to Lee Smart. All of the activity stops. There's no more voices, there's no more balls going off. And when I mean this guy, Lee Smart, this spirit was literally lighting balls off on command like you saw in the first part. It was absolutely wild. He was just like, I want out of here. Yeah. When the medium connected with him, she said that she saw a person, in the, a man in the tower, holding the bar, screaming, help me, I want out of here. Aww. And I hope that my father was there and I hope that he was able to explain to him, like, you know, listen, I've done wrong, but what we were taught, God doesn't judge us like that. You know, I'm learning through these spirits and through my guides, religion and spirituality and stuff like that. It's not as judgmental like they make it out right. to be. It's actually really love. Yeah. You know, it's so much love energy. And that's what I want to show to people. I want to show people these spirits are just like me and you, you know. Some of them need help and some of them just come to visit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, that just brings tears to my eyes to, you know, imagine that. And maybe your dad was able to help him to go. I, I hope. I mean, we got a validation that four spirits crossed over. Samantha did a reading after we left there. We didn't tell her any of the evidence we got. She did another reading with the same picture that I sent her prior. And she goes, oh yeah, you, you crossed over four. That's what I'm reading. And all of a sudden, audio from the spirit box sessions, we hear that there was four people that were uh, hmm that crossed over and it was just so good to hear but yeah. I wish that there was more you know more that we could do and to get every single one of them to go I mean there was one spirit there that literally came out in the spirit box and said I'm like why are you here if you could leave and they came through and said haunt it baby because they just <laughs> like haunting the place you know it like, like freaking people out so I think it was pretty funny you know well and I I thought too that one of your recent videos that you did with your uncle at his house and I just hadn't ever seen any answers like you got you know being a, just that back and forth like having a conversation usually someone may get you know a little word here or a few words here that yeah. might go with what they're asking or may not have anything to do with it but yeah. you got a lot of direct answers Anyway, I just thought, hmm. I've been working a lot on my connection, and 
one of the things that my guide has shared and also working with this medium and trying to hone the clairsentience and trying to get more control over it they said to me that if you focus you clear your mind and you meditate and you get into the receiving mode if you ask for an intent source or God and your guides will hear you and whatever it is that you ask if you start to hone in and clear your mind and start to meditate you will build a connection mm -hmm. stronger with them and I've been doing that a lot recently you know we got direct replies from um, mm -hmm. my guy Drina and then this frequent spirit that comes through named Richard who's a grumpy old guy but um, it was it's very crazy yeah, and when you said, what's your name? He said, Richard. <laughs> like, and you're like, oh, yeah. all right, hey, Richard. <laughs> I know, right? But see, it's crazy because with cameras, when you set them up in a location, one camera that will catch a voice, but the other camera won't, and you're like, why? They're right next to each other. I feel that every experience that somebody has, even if you're in the same room, that experience for me will be different for me than for you only thing that we could do as investigators is make suggestions of what we believe we are hearing unless directly something like when we were like can you light the ball up and he goes already done that was clear as day nobody could tell me that it didn't say that right still i believe that the experiences that we have are fit for our personal self like recently on the news there was three twins these young little girls that woke up and they started screaming at the spirit that they saw on the wall now on the baby cam you don't see anything but this spirit to them manifested as a lion and then it scared them out of the room and they went running to their mom and their mom was on tv and spoke about it and then the kids spoke what found absolutely amazing was and after asking my guides about this they said that the spirit will try to connect with us on our consciousness level and what we believe so that it can resonate with us so that mm -hmm. they will know that we can perceive it, that it's something different and not really reality. Yeah, I totally get that. It's more to you than just that interest or a hobby going out to a scary place and then being, hey, yeah. anybody out here? I tell you what, I actually get offended sometimes when my uncle will be like to my aunt, oh yeah, we're gonna go ghost hunting tonight. No. I was like, do not say that word. I was like, I hate those words, ghost hunting. I'm like, just say we're going to do some research or whatever. I was like, because I, I feel that it's disrespectful. All the spirits that I've ever come in contact with, I realize that these are people just like we are. The only difference is, is that they can't see, but they're still that personality. They're still mm -hmm. that person. And when we go to these famous places and they're like, oh, don't cross any spirits over. That makes me so upset because it's like, what if that was your grandma or your mom or your child? I want them to be trapped and unhappy forever, you know? And, and, and it makes me so shocked and it gets me really mad when all these young kids are going out and just breaking into places and vandalizing stuff and then saying, oh, I'm a ghost hunter and all this stuff. It's like, I just take it way more seriously than experience and from having that near-death experience. Just the way that they have connected with me, I could just feel the love and feel that non-physical so much. I don't know why we are so attracted to negativity as humans, but it's wild. It really is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think... For me, one reason I haven't ever really tried to do any of that, because 
I feel like I I don't know. I'm really sensitive that those things that are negative or evil, so to speak. Yeah. And I feel like yep. a lot of times when you open that door and say, hey, anybody want to come through and talk to me, that you don't know who you're inviting. No, exactly. Is my thing. And so, yeah, sometimes I'll watch these things and I'm just like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's some people that can't even watch ghost shows because they feel that that energy is going to come. Oh, gosh. Like I just went to Paracon, for example, right? And they had speakers mm -hmm. there. People ask questions all about demons. That's all it was. And it was really so, so much on really? the negative. Oh, very. It was crazy. But it was so wild because when they told the stories of the cases that they had that they thought were demonic, it started off with the spirit trying to reach out to the homeowners. And yes, it was scary to the homeowners going on. But mm -hmm. you could tell that once that investigator came in and started treating it like it was some negative and throwing holy water and just doing all this stuff, I felt the spirit was just like, you know what, screw you. Now I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do and act like it's not there. And I, I believe it hurts them just like it would hurt us if somebody mm -hmm. thought badly of us, you know. Mm -hmm. I really do feel that it's a lot more than what we really know, you know. Well, and that's for sure. I think there's a whole lot out there in our world and the universe and, you know, the next world that we don't, that we can't comprehend, you know, our brains just can't. Imagine. Mm -hmm. My whole goal with the paranormal is not to make people believe in spirits or God or a certain religion. My thing is just to make people think deeper about themselves and about life and to know that we were not put here for say 80 years for no reason there's a lot more to us and a lot more things that are going on that we can't see or know about yet i love that what you just said is perfect thank you i think that's amazing and i agree i so agree i've had several times during my life that i've had experiences that you know, are really kind of sacred to me that yeah. happened where I've heard a voice or felt, you know, someone and know that that is from someone across the veil and absolutely other trusted and loved family members that have had those experiences as well. I feel that they are aware of us and that our loved ones care about us even after they pass absolutely that somehow you know that they can check in on us i don't know at times or how you know that all works and i also believe that you know we come to this world and leave this world with someone you know that you are you're escorted you know that there's yeah. someone there to help you to drop you off and to pick you up so to speak yeah, and absolutely anyway just you know there's some some powerful experiences there I believe that too. The way that Spirit has told me about how our family members can visit us and be doing other things at the same time is they said to look at it like a CD. Say if there's 12 songs on a CD, we can only listen to one song at a time. But in the non-physical, we can listen to all 12 songs simultaneously at the same time and understand every part of that song never skip a beat 
but also the consciousness can also be doing and helping other things. For example, when I had a reading from a couple mediums, they both said the same thing to me about my father. My father came through and said that he's part of a collective consciousness group of souls that get together and use their energy into one so that miracles can be done on earth. I guess there's groups of there and help those with this energy that creates miracles like people being healed and certain things like that. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to know that it's good to be able to get a validation not only from two separate people that have never met each other, two different mediums, and then also have come through yeah. through a spirit box. And it's like, you know, to me, that's undeniable. I'm like, I can't, you know, I really believe that those two people connected with my two family members because when they came through, they said the same exact thing and I didn't prompt them the same. Even if it wasn't them, whoever they connected with said exactly the same thing. So it freaks me out a little <laughs> bit, you know? Right. <laughs> You know, it's funny because I'll have people sometimes say like, oh, be careful at a cemetery. You might get something attached to you or. Oh, I get that all the time. Oh, there's spooky things there, evil things there. I just don't feel that. And maybe some of that has to do with your intention, maybe how you show up in that way. And I think when I go, I go in the thoughts and the feelings of just respect and love and interest in their lives and that they you know that they were people just like me yes and because you do that they could feel that they feel all of that vibration and that energy coming from you mm -hmm. and they actually won't latch i found out that if you just are respectful towards them show them love back they will literally respect you and not follow you home but if you go there and you're vandalizing or making fun of this or you're mm -hmm. you know really taunting these beings why wouldn't you i would follow somebody home just to freak them out you know what i mean <laughs> so you know why not you know like oh i'll get him back you know what was it haunting baby <laughs> yeah right yeah but it, it's wild I tell you, no matter where I've been, and I, well, even when we went to Montana, like we heard stories of people having negative experiences, especially in this devil worshiper cell. Um, this guy, I guess, named mm -hmm. Stanley is what one of the viewers said. They told us not to go in, and if we feel the need to sit Indian style, don't do it. Well, I did it because mm. I am ignorant like that, and I like to prove people wrong sometimes. <laughs> I went in there with love and respect. I just told him he didn't need to feel anger. He didn't need to feel that way. And mm -hmm. I tell you what, it was the one place in the entire jail that we didn't really have anything besides a help come through. Really? So it was, it was wild, you know? And what, and what do you mean by a help come through? Like he was saying, you know, like, help me. Oh, the word. Yeah, like, like the word came through the spirit. We didn't have any yeah. other thing come through the spirit box except, uh, I think it was help or help me, one of the two, but every other part that we went to 
it was active. I mean, whether we were being followed that whole time, it, we were, it was active and it was really crazy. I've never had communication radio like that, that's scanning frequencies so mm -hmm. like back and forth. And unfortunately in that area, in the prison, it's so like hollowed out because there's nothing in there really anymore. And so it echoes, so you can't hear it really because, oh man, I would, you know, I'd be like, I could hear you better, like. And I have to say that every experience that I've had with the other side has been completely positive. I've never had yeah. a negative. I'll tell one little story. So growing up, I always felt really close to this great grandmother and I never met her in this life. But anytime that I saw her picture or anything, I just always felt like so much love for her and just interest in her. And just, you know, I would just look at her picture for a long time and just always, always felt yeah. like a special bond with her. And I didn't really share that with my grandpa, her son, or my parents or anybody. I just kind of felt that inside. and. And I always kind of wondered if that was real. I'm trying to think how old I was. I was probably about 19 or so. I was in a community production, a play, and I had a scene where at the end, I was out on stage and I was singing alone out in front of the curtain. And I didn't really feel anything, but my grandparents were there watching the play. and. You know, my grandpa, I went to see him, my grandparents, like a couple days later or something. And he said, you know, I had an interesting experience. And I was like, oh yeah? And he said, when you were out there singing your solo, I just felt like my mom was there. I could feel my mom's presence there. And I just felt like that she was proud of you. And that just, blew me away. He hadn't ever said anything like that to me before, that he had felt any presence or anything like that. And just knowing how I felt, you know, that was a really, really, really special experience to me, just knowing that that was real. You know, that to me said, yep, my feelings are real. And my feeling is I knew her before this life, that our consciousness, our spirits were you know, our eternal, that we were before this, that we are here now, and that we continue on after this. Um, I've never thought of calling her like a spirit guide, but kind of your- Guardian angel. Yeah, your guardian angel. I totally believe that. Yeah, and I think that they can bring a lot of comfort and help, but I, I just appreciate your views, you know, your view on it, the way you um, approach, the way you do your investigating, your investigations and all of that. I, it's really, it's interesting to me. And so I thought, well, I'd like to have a deeper conversation. I'm glad that you were up for talking today. No, I thank you for the opportunity to be able to talk with you and uh, have a discussion about this. I, I love talking about this stuff. Well, thank you, AJ. I appreciate you coming on and- No, thank you. I'm excited to talk to you some more about all of this <laughs> oh absolutely i'm down to talk about this whenever you would like <laughs> right. i'm like a kid in a candy shop when it comes to this <laughs> i am left with many questions that may not ever be answered but i am curious 
and respectful of their experiences and impressed with the passion of these men to try and find the answers. Not for entertainment value, but to learn, understand, to study, and also to help. To help those that are here and those that are beyond our view. Well, beyond the view of most of us, this is Stones, Bones, and Shadows. You can see photos and more information about the cemeteries we explore and find our sources at stonesbonesandshadowspodcast.com. Also, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, like us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, and leave us a comment. We love to hear from our listeners.